the Horror Foria Podcast. Don't touch that dial. I'll put that scared you. John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movie. <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Friday. April 17th of 2020. This is episode number 58. Broadcasting from our... Will someone please call Chad Kroger from Nickelback to see if he wants to direct a horror movie? Studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilley. And special guest... This is the second week in a row that we've had somebody from uh, Straight Chillin' Podcast come on. Uh, It was an emergency last week, but uh, we had this all lined up. Bob, how are you? What's up, guys? Thanks so much for having me back. It's a pleasure as always. Doing pretty good down there in Jacksonville, being quarantined? Yeah, trying to stay sane, uh, watching horror movies and playing with Legos, you know, what any adult would do. <laughs> Are you playing Legos, really? My, my wife loves Legos, too. She, she put the, uh, I don't know, what is that, the Dark Tower from the Lord of the Rings? She's got that. Put that together. Interesting. Nice. I gotta, I gotta thank Andy Gaddis for standing in for me last week. I had to put my dog down. That's what was going on. So, uh, so I was unable to be here, and uh, it happened pretty quickly. And Andy filled in. That was really great of him. You'll have to thank him for me, Rob. Yeah, I absolutely will, man. Sorry to hear about your dog. By the way, that's always hard. Yeah, it was. It always is, but uh, it was the right thing to do. So, and uh, we we had to do it kind of quickly. So uh, it was nice that Andy stepped in for me. Yeah, very nice. Appreciate that, and welcome back. Andy. And then John didn't get confused. He could just say the same name. Ah, absolutely, you know? that's, that's right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the other Andy. That's, that's that, right. That's the way we did it. Hey, oh, Robin, I also want to say a big congratulations. Uh, you've got a new podcast out there called. Yeah, it's called Let's Get Physical Media. Yeah, if you're a big fan of uh, the physical media, uh, it's you and your your friend Mikey talking about like Blu-rays and 4Ks and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we uh, we both are like big uh, movie collectors, and we we talk about, like you said, Blu-rays and 4Ks specifically, like the boutique labels that put out uh, horror movies. Like you know, if you're if you collect any of them, you might you might have a few. Uh, Scream Factory, Arrow Video, Vinegar Syndrome, which we did a show on we here did. about uh, we did. We all did. that all that good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we seem to always have Rob on for. Just really great movies. You know, it's funny. I was thinking the, the exact same thing because the first time we had you on, we were talking about vinegar syndrome, specifically uh, uh, blood harvest. Blood harvest, yeah. And then we then we had what the best of the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the yeah. worst of the worst. We're going to be talking about Veronica uh, from 2020, Glenn Danzig's directorial debut. But uh, before we get into it, uh, horror movie news. Yeah, sure. Okay, this is about a TV show, but it's related to a movie. HBO and J.J. Abrams are going to be uh, bringing a shining TV show to television. Uh, Bloody Disgusting reports that the show called Overlook will be a horror thriller series that explores the haunted hotel. And I forget when it came out. I didn't write that part down. Uh, I think it's coming out in fall. But I don't know. That seems right. Uh, hey, are you good at Trivial Pursuit? Yes, I am. <laughs> well, you might enjoy a new edition coming out soon. Uh, Trivial Pursuit Horror Ultimate Edition will be coming out. That will definitely be coming out in fall. Uh, there's character uh, c- categories like uh, psychological, gore, and disturbing, and paranormal. And there'll be 1,800 questions, uh, and I might I might snag that when it comes out. off to play at uh, against you at it. Yeah, we should make it a feature, like yeah. like something that we could like ask questions on doing the podcast. Right. 
Yeah, and there's not much else going on. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, did a pretty good Carol Baskin impersonation. You'd see that on her Facebook. Oh God, that's that's all I got. That's not all I got. The Tiger King. Yeah, that's all I got for uh, horror movie news this week. I'm sorry. Good Lord. Uh, all right. Here's horror movie trivia. And chime in if you know this answer, Rob. Uh, the title scene with the lights coming through the lettering in the opening credits was homage to what other horror movie slash movies? The thing. Oh my gosh! Very good. Nice. That's and actually that's really interesting because I didn't think of that. He uses he uses that in a lot of his uh, like his home videos and stuff. Uh, that's really? that's how he begins them. So uh, <laughs> must be his favorite or something. <laughs> it must be his kind of a favorite effect of his. That's interesting. My uh, trivia question: Name the one major horror movie that Glenn Danzig acted in. Oh God, I know this. Robin. I have no idea. I don't know if you call it a major horror movie. It was uh, the sequel to a... It was a pretty major horror movie. The first one was a pretty major horror movie, and the second one had, you know, the same actors in it, but... I don't know. What was it? it was the Prophecy 2. He had a very brief part. He was the angel Samuel. He got his heart ripped out, if I remember right. He was in it for, like, five seconds or something. <laughs> Elizabeth Dennehy was actually in that, too. Brian Dennehy's daughter died this week. Yeah. Yeah, so... There you go. All right. Well, here's your spoiler alert. We're talking about Veronica from 2020, Glenn Danzig's directorial debut. Uh, if you have not seen this film, use that term lightly. Uh, pause the <laughs> podcast. Go watch it uh, and then come back to hear what we have to say about it. Um, OK, uh, Rob, you're our guest. Uh, initial thoughts of this movie. Oh, you want to do the chainsaw? Oh, I don't actually. Oh, OK, so the chainsaw. Plot. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really. There is no plot to this movie. I just said a compendium of stories based on characters from Glenn Danzig's Verotic comics and graphic novels, because um, although those have plots and are, that are pretty good, this, uh, this is a bit devoid of it. I, I don't know. I will admit I don't know. Go ahead. Rob, what are your initial thoughts of this movie? Uh, I want to go on record as saying this is the horniest movie of 2020. (laughs) Um, There's porn stars in it. This this is like, this is Glenn Danzig's id on on film, basically. There's really, like you said, there's no plot really. So it's like an anthology. There are three short stories in this. And in between each one, the character of Veronica is like introducing these stories. And like as each one passes, they have less and less plot somehow. Um, so the first one you watch, you're like, okay, that's really bad, but you know, they got to get better, but they don't, they no. just get worse and worse and worse. And it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And to think that Danzig has already made another movie that's going to be coming out, I assume later this year is astounding to me. Cause it looks like he made this in his garage or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, well, so, so, oh, go ahead. I, I, let go me ahead. give my thoughts. Okay, and yeah, and Rob, if you'll let me, I'm going to take something that uh, Cesar said back to your, and uh, your midsummer uh, episode. He's, yeah. He, he, I think he was quoting Stephen King and he said, you know, horror movie fans are like, um, people mining for gold or, or, or panning for gold and every once in a while you find that golden nugget that just keeps you coming back for more and more this movie is like panning for gold in your toilet bowl you are going to find a nugget but it's not a gold nugget if you know what i mean but that's all i gotta say yeah i'd, ag- so. I'd agree with that <laughs> all right so i i think it's easy to say that yeah this is this is crap garbage movie it really has no worth uh, I've only listened to one episode of that How Did This Get Made uh, uh, podcast, but I think that might be an interesting, uh, this might be an interesting subject for them. Um, I'm trying to figure out, 
just how self-aware Glenn Danzig is. And, uh, like, you know, I, I, I really do think a lot of times he's not. He, uh, you know, okay, first of all, I'll say that I am a, a huge Glenn Danzig fanboy. I think I said it off the air here, but I have a shrine to Glenn Danzig in my office. Do you really? Yeah, I, I do. I have, like, a, you know, a bunch, I have a bunch of erotic comics that he's actually signed. Uh, <laughs> special. Can, uh, I, can we get a picture of the shrine I can, on I the Horror Fory Instagram? I can, certainly, I can certainly send you one, yeah. No, I'll put it so, on the Horror Fory Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Just so everybody we all knows. See this. So Absolutely. everybody knows that Andy been a, is the fan. I've been a fan of Glenn Danzig since the 80s. I, I loved the Misfits. I loved Sam Hain, which is how you pronounce that band. Glenn Danzig knows it's so in, but the, the band is pronounced Sam Hain. And, Glenn, and Danzig, the band itself. Um, I'm also a fan of Rob Zombie. I don't like his movies. Um, but I, I, can, I can see what Glenn Danzig was trying to do. Based on all of his other works and knowing the source material for this, um, I, I, I think, you know, you, get, you can... Pick this apart. Um, we and, will, and, 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 and yeah, it, it 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 didn't. I don't think it turned out fantastic. Like I, I wrote a a graphic novel, and it, I don't have the art skills, so I know it didn't turn out all that well. But you know, I I got it out there. It's it's something that I wanted to put out there, and it got my ideas out. Okay, I, I feel like this is kind of a a student film for Glenn Danzig. It's worse than that, <laughs> and and I think that I think that you know, yes, the Death Rider and the uh, in the House of the Vampires is coming out. Uh, that's his second film here. Uh, I think it's coming out. Uh, maybe this year. I, I forget when 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 that's supposed to be coming out. But I think you're going to find that to be a much better film because I think he was figuring things out here. And yeah, if you're a, if you know a lot about cinema and about uh, you know you're a movie uh, the snob or whatever, and you know all about cameras and how things should be, this is this is going to look really bad. I, but I, I think I, if I, you've uh, ever seen a movie before, this is going to look really bad. Right. Yes, no, it does, I and agree, it does. 100%. But, but I kind of get what he's trying to do here. He so if you if you know the source material, which I do, okay, okay. So I've read all of the. These are the like, um, Albino Spider of Dejet was a comic book, okay, okay, and in the nineties, and and I and I've read it, and um, you know I I think. What what this should have been is a like a thirty minute short based on one of these, which uh, the best of them was probably Drukesia Contessa of Blood. That was a great graphic novel, and I sent you some pictures. Of yeah, the, he sent me pictures of it because he has it, and I was like, oh hey, you know yeah. that's that's a titillating, uh, uh, right. kind of frightening. Pun looking. intended. Right. Oh, right. Simon Simon Bisley is illustrated it. It's actually a really good graphic novel. Now, I'd say maybe three pages of that graphic novel made it into this movie, and you know it turned out to be like a. Like I heard it described as a, like watching someone bathe in real time, which is true. Okay, okay, I, I get that. I, I'm going to jump way ahead to that one. We'll, we'll go through the whole the plot and everything. <laughs> Used loosely. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. In that scene, she like whatever her name is, uh, the the countess. Yeah. She spends seven minutes looking at herself in the mirror, That's doing right. the exact same motions, like she's looking and she's touching her face. Yeah. And she bends over and she goes back up and touching her face. Yeah. Why? And you're telling me, okay, so so this was more cohesive than a Rob Zombie movie, and I'm not. I, a Rob I don't. I, no, I did not say okay. that. Okay. But, but I, I think that uh, I think I I would rather watch this than than oh, Halloween. I think I'd rather watch wow. this than Halloween again. 
I, I, I gave that I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, so Alice Tate is she's actually an actress, not a porn star. Okay, uh, she's been in some some other. Uh, that's that's who's Drakesia Contessa Blood, which is like you know everybody knows the Elizabeth Bathory. The fact story. that you have to put that qualifier in there just to let you know she's not a porn star does not speak highly of this movie. It really does right. So so Morella, who is the like host here, who's tried it, like you know the the person who's. Uh, I don't know, like, like a stand in for the Elvira, the crypt keeper, right? Who's supposed to be kind of narrating this and that doesn't come off very well either. That's Caden Cross. She's a, she's a uh, adult movie star and a current one. I wouldn't know. I don't she's uh well, she's with, well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> she's currently doing a lot of stuff with Maitland Ward from, uh, uh, Boy Meets World. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. This isn't, this right isn't an adult. This is an adult podcast. So adult movie podcast. So I'll just keep my mouth shut about that. But, <laughs> but anyway, this is a big adult movie star, and I think she actually, for an adult movie star, does an okay job in this. Caden Cross does as as the. She didn't have very much to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she's got these little one-liners. It's just yeah. like, what the hell is that? Right, right. She's still probably the best actor in the movie. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, she doesn't do yeah. it terrible. She's like, you're talking about an adult movie star here, you know? And I think she she does with what she's got to work with. She does an okay job. Well, so, yeah, the dialogue yeah. was terrible. Okay, um, yeah, I, I think we all get where we're going on this one. Uh, movie starts out. There's a woman tied up. Um, she's screaming for help. We get introduced to Morella, yeah, uh, the Elvira type character. Walks right. up to her, pokes the girl's eyeballs out, um, and then we go to the title scene. Uh, Glenn Danzig did everything. I mean, I'm assuming the catering too, but um, <laughs> uh, the the music and and just like the title sequence with all the you know going through that it, it was so 80s cheesy to me but well okay i mean yeah. that that's what it was i mean it just it, it and you know glenn glenn danzig wrote directed whatever <laughs> um and then we go to the albino spider of was it albino spider of jet yeah you know what? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they say her name all the time. Every word is just her name. It's crazy. <laughs> so, so here's my thought: is that if if we're going by this movie, maybe we should all do like an offensive kind of uh, um, uh, interpretation of the European language. You know, like like they didn't hear. I mean, this French was like Pepe Le Pew in a yeah. Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh yes, this is what is going on. <laughs> And they broke character so many times, you know, mm -hmm. because they break character going to their English accents. Okay, <laughs> hey Bob, you do a German accent, I'll do the French, and then we'll have Andy do Spanish. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Let's offend as many people as humanly that's, possible that's, in that's thirty minutes. That's I like a, it. and that's exactly how it sounded, though. <laughs> I mean, it was just. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Why? Why? Why were they French? Like it didn't. Ha it didn't play into the story at all. Why did the, well, well, the girl have it, eyes it, for nipples? Why is yeah. that happening? And that's that's explained in the. See, this is this is something explained in the comic book, and I don't remember why. I should have got dug my Verotic comics out and, and read this, but um, you know, I think this is something that he just didn't have the budget to put in the movie, and what? and well, the, the the explanation of why she has the eyes in the in there oh, okay. in, in her where her nipples are supposed to be um <clears throat> but uh you know you know i mean it, it, it was what it's the way i look at this is like it's it's like a um you know those really bad 90s superhero movies 
Yeah. It, you know, like uh, The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Remember that one? It was a terrible movie, but it was cool to see The Punisher. I mean, you didn't get anything else, and it's cool to see, for me, to see these uh, characters in live action. Uh, you know, as, as, as I know the 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 guy, the uh, spider guy was not a great effect. It's no, practical effects, he, but he looked like a Play-Doh version of a Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, character. I know, I know, I know. But you know, and, I, and again, like I'm trying to figure out how how self-aware Glenn Danzig is about this stuff. So Glenn Danzig owned a uh, or still owns a record company called Plan Nine Records. Okay. Terrible movie too, right? Plan Nine from Outer Space. Uh-huh. So is is he is he doing this as a commentary on on that kind of thing? Is he does he know how uh, how silly this is? And he's just, I, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. He maybe you know is trying to pay homage to to movies like Plan Nine and stuff like that that he's a big fan of as well. Just like you know Rob Zombie, but not so overtly that he that he has to put it in all of his music and stuff. Uh, and then and then I think he. Uh, you, you know, he doesn't have the budget. He doesn't have the the knowledge of the movie industry to do what he's what he's doing here. So, you know, it's a student film that's that he just put out there. It's he, like, he got a million dollars to do it. He did. Okay, wow. he's had a million dollar budget. He, he has a million dollar budget. A student film maybe gets what twenty thousand. If this that, movie, this movie, you found that out. Where did you find that out? That is IMDb. Really, it cost a million dollars. Yes. Did he pay for it? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I mean, that 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 is not much. Okay. First of all, it's not much really. All right. Well, let, let's just kind of get let's go break it down by uh, by anthology mm-hmm. using that loosely. Okay. So, so, so a spider does yet. Yeah. yeah. A couple making out on the yeah. couch. The guy takes the girl's shirt off. Yeah. Um, he freaks out. He. <laughs> Yeah. Best line of this whole one: Your teeth are looking at me. You know, I <laughs> did say that. Yeah, he said that. Solid accent, better than the one used in the movie. <laughs> See, I'm trying not to offend anybody here. I'm trying to get the dialect right. Um, yep. uh, the I, I think the only CGI they actually used was the gray spider. It looked like yeah, that was that um, was a very CGI. The yes. uh, the um, chest cries because obviously they're upset. Onto the spider. Um, they've got this really stupid-looking transformation of the spider turning into a man. So he's man-spider, because I don't want to get sued for copyright infringement. Spider-mang. <laughs> right. Oh, there the we go. Spider-mang. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I say, I, he looks like a really bad version of a Pan's Lambreth, uh, a character. Uh, it looks like Play-Doh. It looks yeah. like, like like he, yeah, he might I mean, as well have those. Great. Yeah, yeah, he might have had these strings on the other arms, you know, yeah. like he get give for exactly. a kid's yeah. uh, uh, costume or something like yeah, that. I think he did. Exactly. Like there were strings or you know puppet sticks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, man, did, did, was he going for a Jalo look? Because the <laughs> color palette he used, he was like all over the map. Yeah, I think he's uh, he is trying to. Um, pay homage to European horror in this whole thing and again doesn't come off real great I, I admit it's kind of a, a not the greatest uh, attempt at that but yeah well the spider guy ends up killing this blonde hangs her um, <laughs> god this dialogue was so bad oh my god it was like you know uh, he went out to uh, out to the street he found a prostitute and the prostitute asked him what he liked, said something really inappropriate, ends up snapping her neck. There's this uh, terrible photo shoot of these girls just, you know, kind of 
shaking oh, yeah, their I shoulders back and forth. Yeah. Um, oh God, what happened after that? Weird photo shoot news guy. Oh, the the one thing that first thing that really made me laugh because I was just I was slapping my hand against my forehead like through this first ten minutes was the news guy. Uh, yes. You yeah. know, he's an Americanized French news guy. Yeah, that's right. And they were so original with this serial killer's name, they called him Neckbreaker. Yeah, yeah. The, le Neckbreaker. It was Le Neckbreaker. Uh-huh. Give neck me a cigarette and a croissant. <laughs> right? Wee yeah. wee. Wee wee. Then I paused it and went wee wee. Um, <laughs> let's see. They go to, uh, she goes to this theater. And uh, I, I, I had to do like a translation thing. It's Eyes Without a Face, like at this movie theater that she goes through. Because okay. that, that's a French movie, right? It's like a French horror movie. I oh, think. is that? Okay. That's yeah. an actual French yeah. movie. And that's, that's what the billboard said. It was Eyes okay. Without a Face in French. Um, so she ends up falling asleep because she hasn't, like, this spider guy. He comes start, out when she's asleep. When she's, so, yeah. yeah, when she's asleep. So, so, so she goes to the theater. This is actually a porno movie that's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear it's like the, an adult theater that yeah. there's a bunch of men. She's the only. There's only three woman. dudes in there yeah. and they're just like creeping on her. Just like, yeah. ooh, hey, look at this. And I'm like, oh, my God, this movie just got worse. <laughs> she ends up waking up and, and leaving. Um, I don't know if anybody else noticed this in the movie as she's walking because she says she's going to go get coffee so she could stay awake. She's walking to the cafe, and in the background, there is a digital thermostat on the wall. Like, it's supposed to be a building, but there's a digital thermostat on there. I kept rewinding, and I was trying to see what the temperature they had set in there was. Like 68 or something. What was it? <laughs> Didn't have the budget plus, for after effects. Plus one. <laughs> plus, plus one. Oh, there we go. You guys' favorite number. Uh, <laughs> Danzig's favorite number. Danzig's. <laughs> um yeah, uh, God damn it! Uh, she realizes what she has to do with this, uh, with this spider. So she goes to get some pills. Uh, looking at the pills, they were completely empty. They were those old, huge horse size mm-hmm. capsules with whatever in it, but mm-hmm. they were empty. Uh, they're red. You know, the color palette makes no sense. Uh, so she decides to take the pills to kill herself. Um, the cops show up. There's three cops, I believe, and they use a battering ram. And as oh, they're doing right. it. They're barely touching the door, and then yeah. the camera goes yeah, to the other side of the door. Then they break it. Like, like here's here's what I know. Well, I didn't want to knock the wall down. No, that's that's what I was thinking because because when they were, no, that's exactly what what they were why they, they were being ginger about it. Yeah, when they were ramming the door, it, it made a little dent, and it's yeah. almost like they looked at the camera like, "Oops, we did a we made a mistake," and then it goes to the next scene, and they break yeah. through the door. Yeah, yeah, that does happen. Um, so they kill the they kill the uh. uh spider guy and then it goes back to morella yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's the first segment but uh and the yeah cops, the ahead. cops after they shoot the spider guy like they're not freaking out that there's like a giant spider man that they just shot down or anything and then they also see the girl who had just committed suicide and they see that her nipples or eyeballs and they just say her breasts or eyes but they don't like <laughs> freak out about any of this they're just very cavalier I, I about little, it all yeah I'd be a little more surprised by that. <laughs> like, by both of those yeah. things, yeah. Wow, whoa. Yeah. Uh, we, go back, we go back to Morella, and um, she says, like, the one thing I wrote down, she says the eyes have it. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and I, and, yeah, it, this is not gr- written great. I, I agree. I think she's supposed to be, like, some kind of cross between Elvira and the Crypt Keeper. You're right. but And, and she's also a comic book character from the Verotic series and, and had, like, a... 
Well, she was kind of like that in in, in the uh, comics. So I I think, you know, Glenn Danzig is, I don't know what, almost 70 years old now. So he's uh, he probably read Tales from the Crypt and those kind of comics back in the, you know, but then you said it's a student film. <laughs> well, yeah, but it doesn't. He's he's a student of. He's not an expert filmmaker. That's uh, there's no oh, doubt. That's about for that. sure. That's yeah. for sure. Not okay. yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Right. That second one's going to be a gem. Hey, I, I want to talk about that because I think it, I think it'll be, you'll f- find it much improved over this. Okay, I'd rather watch Halloween from Rob Zombie. <laughs> uh, do we go to the next <laughs> anthology part of it? Uh, change of face. Yeah. Uh, there's a girl getting chased. Uh, the other girl, I, we call her Mystery Girl. Uh, wants the girl's face. A split second later, I mean, there was no time in between where she said she wants her face. Her face is ripped off, which looks like a you know a slice of ham. Yeah. And then she's laying there on the ground. <laughs> it does. I mean, it looks like it's, it is straight up lunch meat. You're absolutely right. <laughs> It is. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, there's no time in between when she says, I want your face, and the face is off and holding it, and it's like, ooh, yeah, I got my lunch meat from Costco. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, well, you got to blast through all of that to make sure that you have time for the 10-minute strip tease that's about to happen. That's yeah. where I was going next. The overly long you know, shots through uh, uh, the strip joint. Um, just uh, you, you get to meet every character. You don't know who they are, but you get to meet them and see their dance moves or whatever. This is definitely the weakest uh, in the source material and the in, in the comics and the and in this, I find this to be the weakest of the stories. Uh, it's really it's boring. This whole the, the this whole thing is kind of dull. I, I think the um, you know, I, I forget the the face ripper or whatever it's called. It, uh, I wasn't uh, real excited about this one myself, e- even me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah, like Rob said, it's this is like. Would you say it was like ten minutes? Tw- I, I it felt like like half the movie well, watching that. And and this is what I'm saying. I I, th- I really think they had budget problems on this, and they should have just made this a thirty minute. Uh, this should have been a thirty minute short, and they stretched this out to. I think it's exact. It's maybe eighty nine minutes in some seconds. They just stretched it out to ninety minutes by doing stuff like this really extended strip tease that. Is, is really not very exciting to watch. Yeah, there's no continuity in this one either right. because uh, the cops are uh, find the girl at the beginning of the scene or beginning of this part of the anthology and they're talking about like there's 13 victims and then you go to Mystery Girl's house and she's only got nine faces. So, <laughs> okay, where's the continuity here? <laughs> Um, they ate the rest of the ham. Well, they had to make some sandwiches. Okay, they were hungry. Yeah, like I said, faces be- don't last forever. No, man. I don't know. Like I said, it's the beginning of it. Glenn Danzig provided the catering, and it was the ham sandwiches. <laughs> be, man, I don't know. I- faces have a shelf life, especially when you're wearing them all the time. You know where the same. That's not the same shirt you've worn for. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I understand. Like Mystery Girl was collecting the faces to wear on top of her own face because right. I guess she had like she had like her actual face had some scars or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's correct. But she would wear like the the faces that she would steal on stage, but then she would wear a mask on top of those faces too. Yeah, like, like she, why is right. she collecting the faces? Yeah, and she looked like a character from like Mortal Kombat or something like that because she would cover. Yeah, it was she, almost like a, like a ninja or something. Yeah. Where you just see her yeah. eyes, like like, she, like that first scene, she scares off a dude by staring at him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm out of here, see ya." 
Yeah, I, I, I can't really defend this one. This one is bad. <laughs> it really is. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> cops find mystery girl. She cuts one of the cops. He shoots her. Six months later go by. She goes by Mysteria now. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's original. And you That's see her with different. the same make or the same stage get up. But she's got bullet holes in her now. Mm-hmm. And she tears up a $100 bill that somebody tries to tip her because she don't need money, yeah. I guess. What I was know. that supposed to be? Yeah. I, I didn't really understand what they were trying to say there. She ain't got time for that. Right? I, I guess. So this person I was trying to place in adult entertainment because I really thought she was a porn star. <laughs> the uh, the person playing Mystery Girl. Mm-hmm. Her name is Rachel Aligue. She's actually an actress. I I, 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 she's not after this movie. Yeah, <laughs> this was just uh, this was I, I felt one of the worst act, actors in this movie uh, was the person playing Mystery Girl, and I was like, oh, this got to be someone I don't know from the the adult entertainment industry. I I'm just not keeping up on my uh, my adult and entertainers, I guess. You but, know, but no, she's actually a, an actress, pretty pretty prolific uh, actress. Actually, are you, in, are you guys that. familiar with the name Courtney Stodden? She was like oh, a sixteen yeah. year old bride, yep, absolutely married mm-hmm. to that oh. old creeper guy. Yeah. yeah, she was the blonde that got killed like halfway through it. Like went to oh, was Courtney Stodden is in this? Yeah, that was her. <laughs> Did, I, I missed that. Yeah, she she was uh, like awesome, I think man. I think the second one that got her face ripped off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just saw that. I, I, I was like, oh, okay. I, and not not like it helped anything, but um, okay, <laughs> let's split through this. I, I don't think we have a lot of good things to say about it. Uh, is, let's see. No, is is no, no, never mind. All right. Okay. Drunk Keisha, Countess of Blood. We're Contessa setting, of Blood, yes. Is it Contessa? Contessa of Blood. Oh, like, Keisha Contessa. Barefoot of Contessa of Blood. Yes, that's right. Ina Gardner? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're setting medieval times. Uh, the Contessa of Blood uh, gets a girl she pays for a virgin. Right. Right. Very nice. Um, they go back to the castle. Girl gets tied up. Her wrists are cut, and she bathes overly long in a bath of blood. Yeah, and and I think a lot of the budget from the movie went into making this uh, bathtub of blood. It uh, looks just like the one in the graphic novel. That actually wasn't too bad looking. Yeah. The rest of the, I think this they really looked, used a lot of the budget to create that bathtub. The rest of the set looked terrible, but that actually yeah. looked okay. Like I said, uh, I think they used quite a bit of the um, bit you, of the budget to to create that. Did you guys get a vibe that you were watching a movie on Cinemax late at night? Definitely, like, yeah. like yeah. this. It, it, yes, absolutely. It definitely had like a almost a soap opera vibe and some like a telenovela vibe in some sections of yeah, it. Yeah, so so melodramatic, and it was yeah. Like, that one. Mm-hmm. And and this is, this is just a real shame because uh, this is a great. Like I said, this is a great graphic novel. If you if you get a chance to pick up the graphic novel. I, I think it's actually like 250 bucks now. It's a, they didn't print many of them, uh, but I wonder uh, why. <laughs> it's a great graphic novel. No, the source material is fantastic in this. It's it's a good retelling of the Elizabeth Bathory story, which I know has been done several times, but uh, the the actual source material for this is good. And uh, I think they tried a little too hard to um, make it. Ex- very true to the graphic novel like her costume looked exactly like it did in, in the graphic novel and that you just can't uh directly translate stuff for it like you don't have um wolverine doesn't look exactly like wolverine uh in in the uh, hugh jackman movies you know he's not running around in a yellow suit and stuff and and I, you can't do that and well, i, I think they could have 
it doesn't seem tough to me to get sheer outfits for these women because that's all they were in. <laughs> no, I mean, I they know. weren't wearing very. No, like her, her crown and stuff looked a little cheesy, but uh, it, it, like, I, I think that it, it looks exactly like it does in the, in the graphic novel. Okay. The costumes weren't really the problem, though. I think it was like the acting and the absolute <laughs> lack of plot and character development. Nothing happens whatsoever. No, nothing. You're right. <laughs> really nothing, nothing at all. Absolutely. Nothing happens in this. And it's a real shame because the uh, graphic novel is really pretty great. Yeah. I, well, so is, is the story like really crazy? Like, would it be absolutely impossible to like show no, the actual story? No, I think. No, not at all. I think. And that's what I said. Like, if you made this into a 30 minute short. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the graphic novel is only like 25 pages long. So, you okay. know, it, it, it really isn't. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's they she does this. She's bathing in the blood of virgins or whatever tells the story. And then the uh, you know, she gets killed at the end. So it's not a complex story at all. Hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I think it would have been a, it would have come off a lot better if he just did a short of this focused on this particular story which is probably the as far as the source material goes the uh, the original uh, graphic novels and comics it's the strongest of the stories focused on this uh, I think it would come off a lot better yeah I mean well you had her like cut multiple necks you know looking at her mirror for seven minutes straight just like, yeah. doing the same well, thing like like, yeah. she goes out and sees a wolf she feeds that yeah some other mm-hmm. girl gets away she gets her head chopped off Not explained well right um what she eats a heart. She, she, she does. She heart. doesn't necessarily eat it. She looks like she's uh, like eating ice cream. Just like. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That was. This is good. Like, it's a cold yeah. heart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like that. Very good. Uh, so she gets her head cut off. Oh, and then we wrap up as she's walking through, quote unquote, the castle. It's um, God, it just looks so bad. I mean, it looks like styrofoam. You could tell or it, <laughs> like the paint has hasn't even dried like you would see on a high school set of you know romeo and juliet and that's what it looked like you know, as she's walking through can you really can you really fault the how, how much can you re, in one of these kind of movies how much can you really criticize the sets though I a mean, lot i mean i mean really though it's a i mean million it's, dollars it's, but you know i mean, I mean <laughs> you're, you're talking about a low budget film million dollars is not much when, that's when you're talking absolutely about this. right but it, like rob said at the beginning it looks like you know he got paid twenty four hundred dollars to <laughs> film it in his garage okay well, but he well, had a I, just, I, I don't dollars. think that i think i can suspend my disbelief enough like uh like look at uh what is it uh, that um um i don't know i, I think i can suspend, suspend my disbelief enough to enjoy a movie even though i know the set doesn't look that great <sighs> They don't do themselves any favors either, though, because like the set design is pretty rough, and then all these like practical effects that they try and, and introduce into the movie like are also not done very well because typically that stuff does cost a lot of money. But they they don't know how to shoot it and they don't know how to light it either. And then so you've got this like you know fake heart that she's eating, but she's obviously not eating it. She's just kind of like licking on it because she can't bite into the styrofoam whatever. But right. it's like fully lit, like with terrible fluorescent lighting, and they're like right up on it, like nothing is in shadow. Sometimes less is more, and that's definitely not understood throughout the the creation of this movie, really, in like any aspect except for the plot. Less they went less with the plot. Yeah, but that, did, yeah. that did not really help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and yeah. 
And I'll go back to the beginning of where the, the spider thing where the cops like gingerly try to use that battering ram, but they look over at the camera like they did something wrong because they dented in the door. Oh, no, you can't do it on the shot. We got to get behind the door. Right. And it was like, oops, my bad. Sorry. I, I was waiting for those guys to say, oh, sorry, Glenn. <laughs> still be in the movie. Yeah. Um, so we Glenn see- needs help. <laughs> he apparently you can hear on his own. He right. needs he needs help. Yeah, apparently you can hear some of the uh, crew talking. Let, the let Glenn write it. Let Rob know. Zombie direct it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. Sure. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd definitely watch that. Well, it wraps up the uh, movie. You see the heads of all the girls are virgins up on the wall. They're obviously putting their heads through the wall because they can't get like fake heads or whatever um you know yes, sit, that's you, going on. You, you see them yeah. breathing just okay yeah how much longer do we have to stay up on this wall <laughs> um and then we wrap up with morella in the bathtub and she says stay dark wow well it was uh i bet you never saw anything like that before uh, I, I agree with you 100%. I have never seen anything like that before in my life. That's true. And, and I mean, I, no, I mean, it's not not so bad. It's good. I agree. It's it's a bad movie. It's not good. But I, I think I can understand what he was trying to do here and where he was coming from with, with this stuff. Have you read any reviews about it? Yeah, absolutely. About 95% of them say unintentionally funny. That's correct. And I think it is. I think I think that's correct. There and that that can be entertaining. I mean, so is uh the, so was the uh the um the movie that we talked with Rob about the first time. Troll 2. And Troll 2 is very much like that. Yeah. I I think it's I think it could be entertaining. I think if you watch this with a bunch of people and you're going to have a kind of a good time. I don't think the director took it as seriously as Glenn Danzig Well, and that's did. what I'm trying to figure out. How much, how, how self-aware is Glenn Danzig? What did he really, what was his, his real intention with this? Because, yes, he does act like, uh, like he's, very, like this was a very serious endeavor for him. And he, he, you know, when people are like laughing about it and stuff, he is faces straight. Is that an act? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I mean, he, I think he can laugh at himself. He was on that Portland show or whatever, you know. He, he so I think he's completely capable of laughing at himself. And he probably gets what's going on here. I don't think I don't doubt that at all. I but about this, Rob. What do you think? I so have you guys seen that that show that's on Shutter? It's called The Core. It's like a horror talk show. Have you seen that? No. Um, well, yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. There's one season of it. It's hosted by Mickey Keating, who's a horror movie director. And there's like 11 episodes. And on the 11th episode, they have Danzig come on yes, and I- he talks about how horror has influenced like his music, his music videos. And this is before he made Veronica. And they're asking him if like maybe one day he would, you know, direct a movie. And he's like, you know, I don't know, maybe, but he seems like very, very serious about the creation of all of his art, like his comic books, his everything. I assume that he's also very serious about this movie and maybe he's able to like laugh at it after the fact. But I, I, I feel like he would take that sort of like serious, uh, uh, intention when he like stepped into the director's chair to make his first movie. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know Glenn Danzig, but it just I get that feeling after watching him on that show and doing that interview. I, but, I, um, I definitely I saw. Yeah, I definitely saw that interview, and and I think I think you're probably right. I, I, I you're probably more right than I am. Uh, he he, I think does tend to take himself and his art more seriously than it should be taken. Um, and and I don't know, but but I I think what he made here isn't uh you know it's 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 something that you can enjoy 
It's something you, they yeah, were definitely this, this talking is, about. This it. is a midnight movie. You want to watch yeah, it in a packed right. out theater, everybody like you know, laughing and you know saying funny things and you know having a beer or whatever. You don't want to just like throw this on alone at home and like really have a good think about it. That's not what it's <laughs> no, for. At all. Absolutely not. No, I totally agree. Yep. No, no, no. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I think. Uh, Danzig really took this seriously. Um, I, I, I don't. I think he was trying to figure out, figure this out as he was going. You know, maybe he did have the vision at the beginning when he started it, but but as it was going along and he's filming these scenes, he's trying to figure it out. Like, oh, what page am I on? Oh, what, what scene is this? You know, just like he's freaking mm-hmm. out about it, but. You know, maybe that's why he did the lingering scenes uh, in the strip joint, or or well, or the countess. He didn't edit the movie though. Somebody else edited it. I know, but it was right. filmed. Yeah. I mean, the way it was filmed, and it was mm-hmm. like the overlong looking at herself in the mirror scene, or, or the scene in the strip joint. I mean, to me, it was like he was trying to figure it out on the fly. Wasn't that the editor's fault that it that it's like that? That it got stretched out like that, and they just included all the footage he shot of that. I, I feel like the editor was like, we have to use literally every second of footage because there's not enough to leave out. Like, That's we what I have think. to use it all, you know? That's what I think. Isn't there a certain length that a movie needs to be to be categorized as a movie? Like yeah, the, it's, yeah, I forget like, what it is, like 82 minutes 82 at, minutes at least or something, something like that. that. Yeah. So, you right. know. You got to do what you got to do, and if you wanted to make a feature, and that's all the the only footage the editor has is like this woman staring at a mirror, then I guess you got to use it at some point. So that's what I'm saying. I think he ran into some budgetary problems uh, with his vision here. Oh, there you go. Okay, right. so so Death Rider in the House of Vampires, it's like Eli Roth is going to be in it. Uh, Danny Trejo, I think he's got a bigger budget for this. I think you're, it's going to be a lot more interesting movie. I cannot believe somebody would give him more money to make a movie. I, I don't know, man. Uh, Devin Sawa, <laughs> Julian Sands. You liked uh, Warlock, didn't you? It's been a long time since I've seen that one. <laughs> I loved Warlock. I, I'm very interested to see this. I don't know. All right, I think we've uh, killed this one. <laughs> Rob, our guest from Straight Chillin' Podcast, <laughs> out of five, how are you feeling about Veronica? This is a. Uh, do you guys do half half points? Yes, we do. You can do whatever you want. I'm, okay, I'm gonna do a, a half a, a point five for this one. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of positives to say about it, other than like if you are watching it in a large group, you could probably have a pretty good laugh. But outside of that, I really don't have anything positive to say. I was, you know, I like the Misfits. Um, I was bummed to like hear the soundtrack because I guess Danzig did the soundtrack too and I figured at least there'd be some like pretty cool songs or whatever but the I was even under under impressed with with that it just didn't it all felt very half-baked start to finish I don't know didn't they actually have one Danzig song in there maybe it was newer uh in the strip joint scene I think I think they had one yeah yeah the Blu-ray actually comes with the soundtrack I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet I was so disappointed by this I couldn't even listen to it (laughs) Uh, okay, yeah. uh, Andy, and you've been defending it, so I'll go next. Uh, I'm right there with Rob. It's a half star. I mean, if, if you watch it again, it's going to be for fun, you know, unintentionally funny, and you'll just laugh and have a good time with it. But there's no redeeming quality to this movie. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> 
So five stars is the absolute max we can give a movie, right? No, you can go higher right. than that. So, if, so you if I could give this six star, no, I, I this gets one star for me. Okay, it's not a good movie. <laughs> it is not good. I will admit, but I think it's got some value. I mean, there, there it's going. I think it's going to endure. I think you're going to hear about this movie. It's not going to be you know for like Warlock. We forgot about that movie, right? And who's right. watched? When's the last time you watched that one? But and that was a you know. A, 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 competent attempt at a movie but uh i think you're gonna hear about you can watch this on like halloween or whatever it's it's a fun movie to put in and make fun of or whatever it's like plan nine or like troll two uh it's gonna be up there with those kind of movies do you guys get a feeling that this is gonna be cult i do i I really do it's got that Mm -hmm. best of the worst feel to it absolutely that that's what i think I don't think it stands out enough uh, to become that. I think it's just. I think it's it's too. I think it's too bad to become <laughs> cult. That's that's my opinion, though. That that yeah. I you might be right. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, hey, uh, Rob, what do you got coming up on the Straight Chillin' podcast for episodes? Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, next up, uh, we're talking about a movie called Ravenous this week, uh, which is from 1999. Wow. Uh, it's a can- cannibal movie. Um, I think it's on Shutter actually, so it, it's easy to find that one. We're talking about Alien after that. Um, and then I think, uh, Justin's picking a movie to talk about, which I'm not sure what that's going to be the week after that. So we've got, usually we talk about a lot of new releases, kind of like you guys do. Um, but everything's being pushed back. So we're, we're digging back, um, into some older movies that we just never got around to, um, you know, such as alien, you know, some, some movies that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. So we got some good stuff coming up. Um, straight chilling podcast.com. Just search straight chilling anywhere you get your podcast and you'll find us for sure. It's with a hard G, right? <laughs> Hard G on that right. chilling. Hard yes, G. And hey, don't forget to go uh, become a patron on their Patreon page. Uh, Andy and I are both Patreons for the Straight Chillin' Podcast. Uh, we do. I do the $5 level, so I get to pick on their poll picks every month. So looking forward to that. Um, also, uh, yeah, next week, speaking of Shudder there, Bob, we've got uh, the fog coming up for us for the Horrorphoria podcast. From nice. 1980. Nice. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and not get offended because you have you have Andy come on your show when you guys are talking about these like really <laughs> right. highfalutin foreign horror movies that are like layered with various types of interpretations. And then you're like, hey, we're talking about Veronica. Let's get Bob on. We, <laughs> you know, nipples on yeah. boobs. We you really do make that. you come for the. Yeah, I, hey, we're gonna have to. Hey, Bob, we've got the uh, new Grudge coming up. Do you want to join us on that one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> you can count on me. All right, hey, don't forget to go uh, subscribe, like everything that you uh, that you can find uh, for the Straight Chillin' Podcast. Become a Patreon member. Uh, go find them on Facebook and Instagram. These are great guys. Bob, thank you so much again for joining us. We It's always a pleasure. We want to continue to have you on uh, and, and join us, and we'll try to not make it all about the terrible movies. Hey, either way, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love talking with you, and um, I look forward to the next time. All right.